Which direction will Bosnia take after its election? It's hoped the vote would bridge deep ethnic divides in this Balkan country. But with it still bearing the scars of civil war in the 1990s, is change possible? And what role can outside powers play? I'm Hazem Seeker, and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast, where we would dissect, analyze, and help define major global stories. Well, let's bring in our guest now to talk more about this in the Bosnian capital, Sarajevo, Hikmet Karcic, an academic and author. In Berlin, we have Bodo Weber, Senior Associate at Democratization Policy Council, and joining us from Mostar in Bosnia, Amna Popovic, a political activist and member of the Women Waging Peace Network. Good to have you all uh, with us. So, Hikmet Karcic, let me start by asking you, what do the results of these elections represent to you? Well, firstly, to say that uh, it, is a, it is really good uh, that the moderate and reformist uh, uh, forces have won in the presidency. Uh, that isn't the case in the, in the, in the parliament where ethno-nationalist uh, parties uh, won a, a majority of the vote. But in the presidency, what was very important is that these forces won, uh, especially for in, in, the, in, the, in the Bosniak and in the Croat members of the presidency. However, uh, what is troubling is that the Serb member of the presidency, uh, Jelka Sjanovic, belongs to um, a pro-Russian Serb separatist party. So what is troubling for me personally is that uh, the, the Bosnian EU and NATO path could be uh, endangered uh, when, when having a person such as this in, in the presidency. Uh, in other uh, areas of, 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 the, of the federation and the entity level, um, and in the cantonal level, we have seen a lot of changes in the sense that some smaller uh, parties uh, have have won uh, some majority of the of the votes. Uh, so a lot of a lot of things might be sl- slightly changed uh, in in the sense of internal Bosnian politics. But when talking about um, you know the state representation and so on, uh, it is good that that pro-Bosnian forces are still a majority in the presidency. Bodo Weber, what what do you take from these results? Oh, well, I would uh, uh, go uh, throw attention a little bit away from the very results, uh, just to note, which I think on context important, that uh, the political and electoral system in, in Bosnia is designed in Dayton and remained more or less unchanged since the end of the war, is not a competitive Western uh, democracy. It's uh, a system based on an alliance of three ethnic oligarchies, and it has such breaks that uh, partial shifts happening from election to election, moving uh, some percentage over to multi-ethnic parties uh, does not and cannot lead to a change. So I think in that sense, uh, we have not seen the major changes in the election. Um, the one thing that Mr. Karjic mentioned is important in the current geopolitical Ukraine war context is that uh, the nationalist pro-Russian forces, uh, starting with uh, the the Serb member of the main Serb party uh, uh, from the Republika Srpska uh, and the Croat allies will not have a majority in the three-member presidency that sets the foreign policy. But apart from that, really, I would not overstress the results. The main event, uh, to my, from my point of view, and these elections has happened one hour after closing the ballot boxes, uh, closing the voting in, the, uh, in Bosnia on Sunday, and that was the 
imposition by the high representative, the German Christian Schmidt, a very dangerous precedent, imposition of changes to the electoral system one hour after the vote, which is both by the timing completely undemocratic and by the rationale and the content of these uh, amendments to the electoral and the constitutional system of the country is really dangerously going into the wrong direction. Yeah, you're talking here uh, about the, the envoy uh, uh, Christian Schmidt and the, 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 the changes that he imposed. What he said were measures for improving the, the, the functionality of, of government in Bosnia. And we can talk more about that in, in a moment. But I want to get uh, Amna Popovac's take on, on the results and what you, what you draw from this. Is, this. is this a victory for the status quo or is there, there more to it there? As, uh, as uh, my colleagues before said, it's more inside of Bosnia Herzegovina is more status quo. Nothing will change. Same parties as uh, from 90s, even from 96, who won the, the elections, they still continue to, to win elections. And they are the biggest coalitions. They, are, they support, support each other and they will continue to work inside of the country the same. We might see some uh, uh, improvements in the foreign policy, thanks to these two uh, pro-civilian, uh, non-nationalistic members of the presidency. Yes, we, we will still have this one pro-Russian uh, and, and nationalistic member of the, of the presidency, but I think that uh, she will not be uh, able to do such a, more, such a lot of harm as, as, uh, as Milora Dodik before her. So I expect much uh, more uh, movement from Bosnia-Herzegovina from east toward west. So from Russia and Turkey, uh, heads of the people should be turned or all countries should be turned now to Brussels e and EU. And this is what I expect to see in the next four years. Uh, the, the speech that, that uh, Social Democrat Denis Vecirevich had at, uh, uh, at the announcement of his victory was very good, it was very healing for everybody who live here in Bosnia-Herzegovina and love this country. And there are still Serbs, Croats and Bosnians who love this country and want to have uh, to continue their lives here. So there is a glimpse of hope, not, not such a big, but still small glimpse of hope for, for the people uh, in this country seeing these members of the presidency. Everyday life will not be such a different, but we can see, we will see our, outside of Bosnia Herzegovina some, some improvement. This is what we expect uh, to see here. Well, let's talk more then about this um, decision by the uh, um, High Representative Christian Schmidt to make changes to, to the uh, uh, um, uh, the way that the country is governed in, in a way that one, one side cannot act as a, as a veto or block on the other. Um, and the point was made uh, by our correspondent there in the report that these changes are being made uh, by someone who is not elected by Bosnians. Is that, is that, is that a problem for you, Hikmet Karcic? Well, uh, it is in one way, but what is more shocking is that uh, in this way, ethno-politics, uh, especially from the Croatian side, will be deeply cemented in the future. So that means that in four years' time, we will know directly which party will win the, the elections. So that, that is the uh, Croat separatist HDZ party. So that, that is a problem here. Instead of going forward, the higher representative has decided to 
uh, even more deepen and, and cement the already existing uh, political and ethnic divide and to have some sort of ethnicized politics instead of making it much more democratic, much more European. So instead of having European values uh, brought into the elections, we're having a much more higher bureaucracy right now. So the, the, the House of Peoples, for example, uh, will be able to, to be, will be double the size it is now. So we'll have more politicians in, in power, and uh, which means more more public funds being wasted on that. And secondly, we, they will be able to to to, uh, to 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 blockade some certain uh, uh, you know, political decisions, or or you know, in in uh, you know, to be very frank, it will just harden the the lives of of, of Bosnians uh, in the future. Boda Weber, just to pick up on, on what you said earlier about um, the role of the high representative uh, Christian Schmidt in all of this and, and uh, its undemocratic nature, if you will. And there are those who, who will, will not disagree with you uh, on that point in that this is supposed to be a democracy um, and this is, this is uh, a flaw in that system. But is it a necessary flaw in the sense that it ensures... Uh, that the, the, the deep divisions in the country don't uh, don't spill over, that there is uh, a kind of level level playing field that remains. What, what do you say to that? You see, I think that the problem here is that, and that this is part of the problem with this uh, wrong uh, way of intervening by the high representative, is that this gives ammunition to actors in the West and in the East, starting with Russia, who insist that uh, the very institution of the high representative should be gone. This is not, uh, this is not the course and not the solution. The problem here is the following. Um, the West intervened into the Bosnian war. It stopped it by a dirty agreement with the domestic uh, uh, warring factions by installing a Dayton constitutional and electoral system that is based on ethnic power sharing. This is not democratic. But this was meant to be a provisional, you know, uh, um, government and, and constitutional arrangement to end the war, uh, to be later replaced by a, by, a, by a democratic functional political system. Now, the problem was that the, the West, for three quarters of a decade after the war, has partly reformed and changed that system until summer 2005. But then in the context of the Iraq war, they were trying to run away from their responsibility and they were trying to leave the country unsustainable in its constitutional order as it is to the local elites. And that has not functioned. It has thrown back the country into the original uh, mode uh, of mutual uh, lifting of ethnic tension as a basic for patronage system of, you know, mutually reinforcing uh, ethnic oligarchy system. And instead of uh, correcting its course, the West for the last 17 years have been trying to, you know, not seize responsibility, have a decisive policy, but keep a fake, uh, a semblance of a fake stability in Bosnia by permanently appeasing nationalist elites and their agendas. This policy has escalated over the last two years with EU and low-level EU and US officials um, wiping out previous red lines when it comes to the defense of uh, democratic principles in, in Bosnia. Um, and they have started to negotiate 
uh, on the terms of the biggest Croat nationalist party, the HD said, on a so-called uh, reform of the electoral system. Now, that, uh, 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 this, uh, that negotiations didn't lead to a result because the other sides, particularly the Bosniaks, saw what it is, giving internationalist agendas that would lead to formalizing the deepening of the ethnic and ethno-territorial divisions in Bosnia that would ultimately lead to a breakup of the country. But as a result of these failed negotiations, by having uh, propped up and, and encouraged the Croat nationalist side, we have entered an election where the Croat nationalist party threatened with a political crisis after elections, uh, preventing implementation of election results if their political agenda is not partly met by the West. And Mr. Schmidt, unfortunately bullied by the U.S. administration, which is really continuing more a Trump poli administration policy than a Biden administration policy when it comes to democratic values, um, has pushed Mr. Schmidt to partly give in um, to make some decisions that take away the tools for the HDZ to do a blockage of implementation of uh, election results that needs to prevent a crisis in return for partly giving in to their nationalist demands. And it, it has done so. He has tried to do it uh, uh, in the midst of the election campaign, which would have meant uh, changing the rules of the game within the campaign, which is deeply undemocratic. He has now done uh, the worst of both worlds. He has done it even after the, the, okay. the citizens of Bosnia, an hour after they have finished uh, right. uh, putting their vote, which means this is both undemocratic and it's not leading to a more democratic, let's, it's leading to a more ethnic oligarchic system that will really lead the country okay. more to let's, division. Let's get, let's get Amna Popovic, Popovic's uh, take uh, on this uh, and the, the role of Christian Schmidt here. Is, is it um, uh, fundamentally uh, undemocratic, a, a way of just kind of papering over the cracks and appeasing too many people, particularly the, the, the uh, nationalist groups, as uh, Bodo Weber says? Uh, it is, but uh, unfortunately, uh, it, uh, his uh, uh, powers are written in a Dayton Peace Agreement, so uh, there is nothing we can do it at the moment. Uh, the people of Bosnia-Herzegovina, majority of them, like to have uh, some office like that. Not now it's uh, Mr. Schmidt, before it was the other person. So like, we like to have office, office of the high representative simply because um, nationalistic parties would uh, uh, destroy this country much faster uh, without it. Uh, nationalistic parties uh, or those parties who are ruling parties for last 30 years are the same ones who were uh, uh, who participated and won first uh, multi uh, multi party elections uh, during uh, like when when Bosnia Herzegovina proclaimed independence. So they won again in '96, and from '96 they are winning elections. So you, we cannot expect uh, from uh, uh, from the same people who were politically active uh, active before the war who were active during the war, who were active during the signing of the Dayton Peace Agreement, as some of them uh, were involved into inter negotiations, and now they are ruling this country. So how we can expect them to make any change? Uh, they don't want to do any change. They want to keep status quo as long as possible. So that's the reason why we need Office of the High Representative to bring in some changes. Some changes we like, some changes we don't. There are a lot of laws in Bosnia-Herzegovina perfectly written, but not, are not implemented. So for the, um, for the Mr. Schmidt's decision about changing of uh, election law and partially changing of 
Constitution of Federation of Bosnia and Herzegovina. Let's see how it will work in the real life. Let's give it a chance and see how HDZ will now block uh, or uh, gain more in a new system. Now, when, when he pulled out some, some uh, wheels, wheels from, from the, their, their, their cars. So let's see how it will work. Uh, I personally don't like that we have patronage over the Bosnia-Herzegovina. That means that we are not democratic and we are not democratic country. We just think that we are like that. We have elections, but we, we, we are not sure that uh, the, the numbers that are published after the elections are real numbers that, uh, that people voted. Uh, the, you know, now there is a big question in Republika Srpska whether really Milorad Dodik won the elections or his election machine won the elections. Right. Uh, so there is, a, there is a big discussion now who really won the, uh, elections in Republika Srpska. And uh, for me, it's also a big question why he uh, didn't, uh, uh, didn't uh, uh, run for the second, um, a second uh, uh, mandate as, as a member of the presidency, because his colleague, Jelka okay. uh, Sicijanovic, she won perfectly. Uh, so uh, uh, the question, uh, there is a big question why he uh, decided to run just for the member or for okay. the president of the Republic of Srpska, the half of the country. Let's, let's broaden this out a little bit more and talk more about uh, uh, what this means for foreign policy. Uh, Hikmet, I know we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but w w what do you think these elections mean for Bosnia's foreign policy and the various factions within the country? Uh, you mentioned about um, uh, pro-Russian factions and pro-Western pro factions. Well, I mean, the, the most troubling part for me is that um, two countries supported uh, Milorad Dodik's um, and the Serb nationalist separatist movements, and that is uh, uh, Viktor Orban from Hungary and Vladimir Putin from Russia. So this tells you a lot. I mean, if, if these are the two people with whom Dodik met uh, several days before the elections, so several weeks before the elections, that is very, very troubling news. Because uh, you know we have one country which is entire, which is a member of the EU, which is entirely in the far right sphere, uh, that is uh, Hungary and, and Viktor Orbán's uh, uh, political movement. On the other side, we have a country which is currently involved in 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 an act of aggression, war crimes, and that is Russia. So uh, we are right now entering a new phase in which probably Murad Dotik will start doing what he has been promising uh, his his voters for a long time, and that is. To, with, the, with the support of Serbia, to, to try and to uh, you know, proclaim independence for the Bosnian Serb entity, for Republika Srpska, and to, uh, uh, and to secede in, in the near future. And also what is, what is important to notice is that uh, the election law which was imposed by uh, Christian Smith was something which was heavily uh, lobbied by Croatia proper. So for the last couple of years, Croatia and, Z and Zagreb has been uh, lobbying different countries mostly in the United States and in the West, to support an election law which would uh, cement uh, a, a power-sharing uh, 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 atmosphere in, in Bosnia. And, uh, and unfortunately, this has happened uh, last, uh, on two, nights, two nights earlier, which means that uh, Bosnia will in the future be controlled not only by its neighbors, by Croatia and by, and by Belgrade, but also deeply influenced by Russia, Hungary and, and other countries as well.
All right, uh, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks very much to all three of you, Hikmet Karcic, Bodo Weber, and Amna Popovac. Thanks very much for being on Inside Story. That's it for the Inside Story podcast. This episode was produced by Mohamed El Aishi, Leah Harding, Abdurrahman Warsami, and Paul Taylor. Studio sound was by Phil Morrison. The program was edited by Vishnu Sheila, Lynn Nguyen, and Joe DeFrias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Thank you.